0: You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. God wants His people to prosper, and I believe that He's anointed me to help you to prosper, to go from one level to another level year. And we're going to break poverty and lack and scarcity, unfulfilled desire over your life. It's going to take you to another level of abundance in God. Come on, take this journey with me. How to win our prosperity edition 2024. Are you ready to break free from the chains of anxiety, stress, and depression? Mike Moore, author and founding pastor of Faith Chapel and host of the How to Win podcast, is here with his new book, Help My Mind Is Under Attack. Learn how to overcome attacks on your mind and live an emotionally healthy life. Grab your copy now, available as ebook on Amazon and paperback on mikemoore.com. Embark on your journey to complete mental health and emotional peace. Hello, I'm Mike Moore and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm so glad to have you. We're in a new year. I begin a new series. I'm in my prosperity edition of How to Win. All last year I talked about leadership, but this year I'm talking about prosperity and I am so excited. I believe God has anointed me to help you. In this area, I began a series entitled The Believer's Covenant of Wealth. The series theme is Material Wealth is Important in God's Plan for Man. Material wealth is important for God's plan. For man. Now, in episode one and two, because this is our third episode, in episode one and two, I began to talk about covenant and what a covenant is. And we talked about steps to entering into a blood covenant. That was episode one and episode two. Now, sometimes I will attempt to contemporize my series titles, but in this instance, there is no word in our contemporary language that really is synonymous with the word covenant. That's why I didn't name this the Believer's Agreement or the Believer's Contract, because when we think about a contract and we think about an agreement, we think about our contemporary society. And in contemporary society, people break agreements and contracts all the time. You see, covenant is a biblical word. A biblical term, but it's much deeper than a contract and an agreement. So I wanted to talk about covenant. So I spent two episodes to explain what a blood covenant is and how to enter in a blood covenant. Now, in this lesson, this episode, we're going to talk about the Abrahamic covenant. And we're going to bring Abraham into this teaching on material prosperity. Let's look at God's uh, introduces us to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. It'll be our background text for this lesson about the Abrahamic covenant. It says, now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. And I, you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So God is entering into a covenant with a man who will really be a special part of our teaching. He enters into a covenant with a man named Abraham. And in our text, Genesis 1 through 3, there are promises that God makes to Abraham. We'll look at three of these promises from the text. God promised Abraham, I will bless you. I will bless you, Abraham. Now, the word bless is a power-packed word full of revelation. It means to empower you to prosper. It means to make you rich in every area of life. So God is speaking to Abraham, and he says, Abraham, I'm going to empower you to prosper. Abraham, I'm going to make you rich in every area of life. That's what I will bless you mean. The second promise that he made to Abraham, he says that I will make your name great. I will make your name, Abraham, great. The word great there means distinguished. I will distinguish you. It means to promote. I will promote you. It means to raise up. He's saying to Abraham, the world don't know you now, but I'm going to raise you up. And then it means to give influence. Abraham, you have influence in a limited circle right now. I'm going to give you influence throughout the whole world. So the second promise, I will make your name great. And then the third promise that we're looking at, he says, and you shall be a blessing Abraham, you shall be a blessing. I'm gonna bless you, I'm gonna make your name great and you Abraham shall be a blessing And the word blessing there means to dispense goods to others, to dispense, to dispense good to others. it means to be a channel, through which God's fla- favor flows to others. That's power. He said, I'm going to make you a blessing. I'm going to use you, Abraham, to dispense good to others. I'm going to use you as a channel through which my favor flows to others. You see, God wants to bless humanity, but he does not rain blessings down through the sky. He uses individuals. He uses people and he wants to use you to dispense good to others. He wants you to be a channel of blessing where he can send his favor through you to others. Now, we see the covenant that he made with Abraham. We see the three promises. So the question is, did God fulfill the promise to Abraham? Well, you know, these podcasts are based off biblical principles and biblical scriptures. So let's go to the word. Let's go to the Bible. Did God fulfill his promise to Abraham to bless him, to empower him to prosper, to make him rich in every area of life? Did he make his name great? Did he make Abraham a blessing? Now, listen at Genesis 24, verse 1, and I'll read it to you in the New King James Version. This is after Abraham has become an old man. It reads, now Abraham was old and well advanced in age. So God has had time to bless him. Now, listen what it says. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Not some things. The Bible says at the end of Abraham's life when he was old and advanced in age, the Lord had blessed him in all things. So God kept his promised to Abraham. He blessed him. He empowered him to be rich. He, But he not only that, he made his name great because we're talking about Abraham even to this day. Abraham is linked to Christianity. You cannot talk about Christianity in its fullness without talking about Abraham. His name is great. And as we walk it out, we're going to see that God used Abraham to dispense good to others. And Abraham became a channel of blessings through which God's favor flowed to others, even to our generation and even to us. And we're going to connect it. So what about Abraham's seed? Because the promises was made to Abraham, but also made to his seed, made to his descendants. What about Abraham's descendants? In Genesis 17, verse 1 and verse 7, I'll read it to you in the New Living Translation. And we want to prove from the scripture, I'm taking my time with you, because once you establish the reality and have a revelation of the Abrahamic covenant and te- and connected to your contemporary experience and life and walk with God it will revolutionize your life so let's see Did this covenant that God made with Abraham, did it include his seed? Did it include his descendants? When God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great, and I'm going to make you a blessing. Was he only talking to Abraham, or was he talking to Abraham's seed, Abraham's descendants? Well, let's see. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. It says, when Abram, this New Living Translation, when Abram was 99 years old, Abram and Abraham are synonymous. God changed uh, Abram's names to Abraham. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty, Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. Now, listen at that. He said, I am. He's speaking. The Bible says he appeared to Abraham and he said to Abraham, I am. Am El Shaddai. Now, if you read the New King James Version or the Authorized King James Version, God says, I'm the Almighty God. And the New Living Translation says, El Shaddai, God Almighty, serve me faithfully, live a blameless life. Not a perfect life, but a blameless life. Verse 7, and I will confirm. Now, God is speaking to Abraham. I will confirm my covenant with you, and your descendants after you. Now listen, we, we have it now. We have the answer. Did this covenant that God make with Abraham include his descendants? His seed. We have it in verse seven, Genesis 17, seven. I will confirm my covenant with you. And that's a conjunction your descendants, your seed after you from generation to generation. Now notice he says, I'm going to confirm my covenant to you, Abraham, but I'm going to confirm it to your descendants. And then he says from generation to generation, this is a generational covenant. When God make covenant with us, he makes covenant with our seed. He sees our seed, our descendants, on the inside of us. When God spoke to me uh, concerning my destiny journey, in a sense, he was also talking to my children. Because when God speaks covenant, he's not just talking to the the person, he's talking to the seed, the descendants in that person. He says, I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. And notice what he says. This is so good. This is so powerful. He says, I am going to confirm it with you and your seed. And then he said, this is an everlasting covenant. This is not a temporary covenant. He said, this is an everlasting covenant. And I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Whoa. We have to take our time. We've got to unpack Genesis 17, 1 and verse 7. We have to unpack this. Now, he says, he appears to him, to Abraham. He said, now, Abraham, I'm the almighty God. I am the almighty God. Now, these words, Almighty God, means in the Hebrew language, El Shaddai. Say that, El Shaddai. Now, El Shaddai means the all-sufficient one, the God who's more than enough. Wow. So God is saying to Abraham, now I want you to know who I am. I want you to know, Abraham, I've entered in a covenant with you, but I I want you to know who I am. I want you to know the person who's making a covenant with you, Abraham. He says, I'm the Almighty God. The Almighty God in the Hebrew literally means El Shaddai. The words El Shaddai means the all-sufficient one. So he's saying to Abraham, I am the all-sufficient all-sufficient one. Even though you have insufficiencies in your life, I am. Now notice he's trying to get Abraham to not focus on himself, not focus on his circumstances, not focus on his personal identity, but he says, I want you to focus on me. I'm the almighty God. I am El Shaddai. I'm the all-sufficient one, the God who is more than enough. He says, Abraham, to you and your descendants, I'm more than enough. I'm going to be more than enough. Any situation you face, even when you feel like you're not enough, I'm going to be more than enough for you because I'm entering into covenant. And remember, covenant means the two lives become one. So, what belongs to God, what belongs to God, belongs to his covenant partner. Think about that. So, if God says, I'm the all-sufficient one, and we're in covenant with God, then we're all-sufficient. If God is more than enough, if we face any situation, guess what? We're in covenant with God. We're more than enough. That's powerful. Now watch this. In verse 7, Genesis 17, 7, God says, in verse 7, God includes Abraham's descendants, his seed, because remember it says, I'm going to confirm my covenant with you, Abraham, and your descendants, and your seed. So he, he includes the descendants in the covenant with Abraham. uh, And then he says this covenant is going to be from generation to generation. That's why we say Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, because the covenant is generational. Listen, I believe this. I believe this in all my heart. I believe that when we enter into covenant with God, I literally believe that every Christian has a right to incorporate any blessing that God promises you to your children. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that if God makes a promise to me, I'm a believer. I'm in covenant with God, and God says something to me. He says, Mike, I'm going to make you great. Mike, I'm going to bless you. Mike, I'm going to make your name great. I believe that God is not just speaking to me. I believe God is speaking to Tiffany. I believe God is speaking to Michael. I believe that God is speaking to my seed. They are my seed. So if God want to bless me in any way, then Tiffany, then Michael K. have a right to claim the same blessing. Because when God speaks to us, he's always talking to our seed. Maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you've never heard that before. Maybe you've not embraced that. Maybe you've not mixed faith with that. But that's what covenant, covenants with you and your descendants, covenants with you and with your seed. That's a powerful thing. Now watch this. He says to Abraham that this covenant is an everlasting covenant. And the word everlasting means eternal. It means perpetual. It means continuing with no end. It means never changing. So now, for all of our theologians, all of our Bible scholars who are into theology, the Abraham Covenant, is not limited to a certain dispensation. You can't say, oh, that's Old Covenant. That's the Old Testament. That's not for us. No, no, you can't say that because now you're changing scripture. You're taking your theology and you are taking a man-made concept and placing this Abraham covenant in a dispensation. You're saying that this is only belongs in, in this arena of time. No, 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 no. Let's stay with the scripture. God said to Abraham, I'm making a covenant with you to your seed from generation to generation and see if, if God had to stop there you'll say yes that's for Abraham, Isaac and for Jacob but then he connected to generational covenant he connects everlasting, everlasting. I say it again. It means eternal. It's an eternal covenant. It means perpetual. It's a perpetual covenant. It means continuing with no end. So as long as we're on the earth, this covenant is really valid. In fact, when Jesus walked the earth, he was operating under the Abrahamic covenant. And that's why, remember, when Jesus uh, uh, was dealing with that woman who was bowed over in in the book of Luke, she was bowed over for 18 years, he says that this is a daughter of Abraham and she has a right, to be free from this bondage. She has a right because she's a daughter of Abraham. In other words, she had a covenant and that was in Jesus's day. That was in Jesus's day. She had a covenant. The woman with the issue of blood had a covenant. So that covenant was not limited to just Abraham, Isaac and Jacob because we see Jesus walking in the covenant. We see the people that he ministered to, the Jews had a covenant with Abraham, the Jews in in Jesus' day were actually under that Abraham covenant, although many of them didn't know it and didn't walk in it, but they had a right to it. The Bible said that woman was bound for 18 years. And he said she ought to be bound, but she didn't know she had a covenant. She didn't know it. Even in Jesus' days, Jesus said she had a right to be free because she was a daughter of Abraham. She was a covenant person. Well, what about us? Well, if it's eternal, if it's an eternal covenant, then it should apply to us believers, us Christians. Well, let's see what the Word says. In Galatians 3, 29, I read it in the New Living Translation. It says, and now that you belong to Christ, that's us. We belong to Christ. We're believers. And now that you belong to Christ, do you belong to Christ? Do you belong to Christ? Are you a believer? Are you a Christian? Let's see what the text says. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and now all the promises God gave to him belong to you. Whoa. Boy, that's a mouthful. It literally says, Oh, go back. I'm giving you the word. You got to build your life off this, off the Bible. You know, the Bible is the answer, not theology, not man's opinion, not what I think or what I feel. All I'm doing is giving you scripture. I wanted you to see that God made a covenant. So let's go back and let's look at the covenant that he made. Let's look at these three promises that he made. God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And that word bless means to empower you to prosper. It means to make you rich in every area of life. That word, then he promised, I will make your name great. That means to distinguish you, promote you, raise you up, give you influence. Then he promised Abraham, and you shall be a blessing. That means I'm going to use you to dispense good to others. I'm going to make you a channel through which my favor flows to others. Now, we saw in Genesis 17 that the, pro- that the covenant was to Abraham and his seed, his children, his descendants. And then Galatians 3, 29 Oh, if you would just believe the Bible, don't be like that lady who was bowed over for 18 years. Don't go all your life having a covenant, then a a seed of Abraham and not walk in it. Listen, let's read Galatians 3.29 again. I am just so pumped about this. Galatians 3.29 says, And now that you belong to Christ, Oh, that's us. God is talking about us. If you belong to Christ, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, if you're saved, he says you are the true children of Abraham. We're the seed of Abraham. We're the descendants of Abraham. That's what the Bible says. And you are his heirs. We're the heirs of Abraham. And now all the promises God gave to him belong to you. I will bless you. God is saying that to you, Christian. He's saying that to. He said, "I'm going to bless you. I'm going to empower you to prosper. I am going, I am going to help you and make you rich in every area of life." He's saying that to you, Christian. He said, "I'm going to empower you to prosper. I'm going to make you rich in every area of life. I'm going to make your name great, Christian. I'm going to give you influence." People are going to know who you are. That's what we just read it. The word, I'm going to distinguish you. I'm going to promote you. I'm going to raise you up, Christian. I'm going to give you influence. You have a right to be raised up. You don't have to beg about that. You are heir to that. You don't have to beg for promotion. You are heir to that. You don't have to be praying for God to give you influence. You're an heir to that. Receive it. Receive it. And then he says, I'm going to make you a blessing. He said, I'm going to use you to dispense good to others. I'm going to make you a channel of blessing. And my favor is going to flow to you to others. That is your inheritance. You've got to meditate on this. Now, in episode one, we talked about uh, the fact that there's a covenant. I want you to understand it. We talked about how to enter. In this, we connected Abraham to it. And in our next lesson, episode four, we're going to connect the wealth thing to the Abraham covenant. We're going to connect wealth to it, and you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a blessing. Tell somebody about it. Tell folk. We're teaching on material prosperity. <clears throat> You say, well, I don't believe in that. Well, okay, just hold it, hold it. Hold your unbelief for just a minute. Put it on the shelf. You can always go back and get it. But let's just walk through the word and see what the word has to say. Listen, I'm out of time. Got to go. But listen, I got more to talk about. We In our next lesson, we're going to talk about the Abrahamic covenant and material wealth. I'm going to walk you from Scripture to Scripture to Scripture and to Scripture so that you can have the faith to receive. Many people don't connect wealth to the Abrahamic covenant. They think it's some some extraneous gospel. No, 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 no. It's God's word. It's not some separate gospel. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, I look forward to seeing you next time. I pray you have a great week. Go back and meditate on these three episodes. And I believe God is transforming your life in Jesus name.